podcast people welcome into the out of the loop podcast um i hope you are uh doing well after the last dance uh last hoorah episodes uh uh nine and ten uh are out and there's no more jordan coming your way uh i know i've had a good time uh watching it um brought back a lot of nostalgia um I am Shane. I am a familiar with Game of Thrones, and I am joined by Rodney. Hey, Pod Squad. Yes, we are talking Game of Thrones, the Splain of Thrones edition of Out of the Loop Podcast. I do love The Last Dance. I haven't seen the last two yet, but damn, is it a good story. Um, we continue our journey through Westeros. This is Season 6, uh, Episode 10, and Matt becomes more and more familiar. Matt, say something to the audience. Loop Troop, I went outside today. Woohoo! Yeah, it was for a funeral, so um, not a good thing. But wow. it was, but, but, but it was the most people that I've been around, and um, it was a very nice uh, service. Um, uh, my my sister lost a very good friend, so I, I want to give a shout out to Kyle. Um, but it was a beautiful service. Most people that I have been around since mid-March, um, I wore a mask. And, uh, yeah. Was everyone, like, spaced out? and What's that? Was everyone uh, spaced out? Social oh, distancing? Um, so, yeah. Um, like uh, every other was... row and not not sitting next to each other well okay so i mean a, a lot of it was like family and stuff so like so, some but i will almost everyone was wearing a a mask um but people were grouped relatively cl- close together because i um had only met him a few times i was there to to support my sister um I kind of kept my distance from from people. Um, I was easily six feet from uh, from everybody. Um, but uh, no, I mean, people were were kind of grouped together, but most people were were wearing masks. So yeah. Okay. Well, sorry for your sister's loss. You know, it sucks, but yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I just hope he. His family finds peace. Yeah, sorry to, to start this out on on such a a, a bummer, but uh, it is it is fresh on my mind. So I just thought I would uh, say a little something, and um, you know, uh, I think with us living in the situation that we're in right now, with everybody being home and everything, we have um, less contact with people. But, uh, you know, um, love everybody while you have them because you just never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, 
it's not going to stop anybody from being able to call or, or text or anything. In fact, I, I probably talk to my friends more now the last couple months um, than I did before, just because you think about it and like, uh, oh man, like we're all, we're all alone. <laughs> um, right. But uh, yeah, you know, just appreciate who you have while you have them. And uh, I, uh, on a lighter note, I am going to watch episodes nine and ten of The Last Dance as soon as we are done recording. So uh, let's do this thing. Alrighty. So, what have you all been watching? Uh, I've been catching up on um, <clears throat> Brooklyn Nine Nine, uh, the the last season seven. Um, I don't know if it's over or not, but um, just kind of binge watching that. Um, it's good. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know six kind of tailed off, at least as far as piquing my interest. But uh, seven, seven's been good. Nice. Um, I just finished Cobra Kai, but I did that last week, and I watched episode ten of Game of Thrones. I totally forgot to do it, so I, I watched it before this, <laughs> before we started recordings, but. I completely spaced it. That's it. Uh, and I'm catching up on The Last Dance. What's up? So you almost didn't watch it? I almost forgot. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then I saw your notes come in. I was like, oh, God, I forgot to do this. Either. <laughs> so I, I, I have a... I had some analysis uh, for where the show is going, but I'm gonna save it to the end. I have I have a comp, um, so comp. Yeah. Matt, it, watch anything else? Oh, um, trying to think. We've been packing all week. We're going to move. Um, so that has taken up the majority of our time. I actually, um, I uh, because I'm having to put all of my DVDs away, um, I have been watching Seinfeld. Uh, so um, go ahead, Rodney. Go ahead. Nothing. I have nothing to say. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it is absolutely hilarious. Uh, my wife does not like it. Um <laughs> But uh, oh, oh well, um, I I'm halfway through the um, all fantasy everything where they do uh, Seinfeld characters. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I gotta say it's not my favorite episode. No, no. Um, it was it, it's fine. It's it, a lot of it's forced laughter, you know, between the the four. And yeah, it's not it's not my yeah. be- the, not the best. Yeah, you can tell when because they let their guests pick the subject that they draft. You can tell when it's a subject that the rest of them are like, "Ugh, all right, fine." All right. Um, we started the show "Dead to Me," which is on uh, Netflix uh, with Christina Applegate. Um, we actually started that like I don't know five hours ago because we're halfway through season one. Um, so uh, yeah. Um, really, really like it so far. Oh, wait, no, it's only 30 minute episodes. So two and a half hours ago, I knew five hours couldn't be right. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's really, really good so far. And, um, that's it for me. 
All right. Oh. What um, what do you remember from last episode? Uh, let's see. Uh, Battle of the Bastards. Remember, Ramsey is dead. The world is a better place. Um, Sansa got her uh well deserved retribution. Um. Getting to uh, to watch some dogs rip him to shreds, um, and uh, beyond that, it, it was. I mean, I don't know if you guys just did a fantastic job, or if the pictures were helping the story along as I was uh, listening and 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 watching. Um, but man, like the way you guys told the story of this battle happening and. John, like, you know, ready to take on this entire army by himself and, you know, almost suffocating under a a sea of bodies. And it was just beautifully done. Um, Shane, great job on the pictures. Great job to both of you on the way you described everything to me. Um, that's that might be it, at the very least. That is the most gripped I have been by an episode while we have been doing it over Skype. Oh, nice. Nice. It's very good episode. Yeah. Because I, I I will say over Skype, it's a, it's a, it's harder to really like get into it. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously I have home distractions, but also it's just, you know, I, I think that, seeing you guys talk about it and seeing how excited you get during certain parts um, kind of helps to deliver how important stuff is. So over Skype, that has been harder to find. But in this episode, it was just, I mean, it sounded fucking amazing. So yeah. uh, it is definitely in the, um, in the pro column of uh, should I watch Game of Thrones once we are done with this. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, other than that, I don't know. Stuff happened in Marine, right? I don't really, uh, I don't know. That's, that's all I really remember is that we, we were in Marine for part of it. Yeah. yeah she remember the, go ahead, Ronnie. She basically decimated the masters, um, took all their ships, uh, and then it led to Greyjoy's, uh, Theon and, Yara basically made a pact with her and they're going to ship her across Westeros. Oh, yeah. Okay. So basically the combination of the, the master ships and then the, the Greyjoy fleet that they stole is yeah. Taking her army to Westeros. Gotcha. Did we go into the red keep at all in the uh, King's landing? I don't remember last episode. Uh, yeah. no. no. We started in Marine, then we went north, then we went back to Marine, and then it was just the battle the rest of the time. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, guys. Let's get down to business. I don't know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say it's time for business. It's business time. Ooh. All right. I love so, Flight of the Concords. Uh... Game of Thrones, episode 610, uh, Winds of Winter. Okay. What, okay. Is, what does that mean? 
it means that the White Walkers are coming. Um, it <laughs> means <laughs> that winter is is here, or at the very least, it we are on like. It's like the very end of of fall, and uh, <laughs> it's getting much much colder out. Um, that is what I believe it means. I think we're gonna get a major um, White Walker plot point at the end of of this uh, episode. Okay. Uh, so we start out King's Landing. Uh, there's a montage of uh, a lot of different things going on uh cersei is looking out her window uh she's uh in her her chambers looking towards the red keep or sorry out of the red keep towards the sept of baylor um, and this is when uh, you hear bells start ringing um you see uh she's uh in her nice black getup right there um yeah. tommen is getting dressed um he's got a god motherfucker <laughs> he's got a god motherfucker disable that no that stupid color scheme update bullshit <clears throat> all right so tommen is getting dressed uh he's a uh, very somber look on his face um uh today is obviously the the day of the trial for his mother and for loris <laughs> Uh, Marjorie is getting dressed. Uh, she's got her little handmaid helping her. Um, the High Sparrow is getting dressed as well. Um, he's got a, a, a nicer robe, but still very meager. Um, Tommen puts on some fine jewelry. Um, he's the king, of course, and he puts on his crown. Um, uh, and then we go to the Sept of Baylor. This is where... Um, you know, the, there's a big crowd basically standing room only. Um, everyone starts filling in, uh, around the, the main center floor area. Um, Loris is brought out, right? He's all dirty. Um, but they cleaned him up. They cut his hair just like they did for Cersei. So he doesn't have his nice flowing locks anymore. Um, uh, the high sparrow. Um, and his uh, other, was it six septims, right? The seven septims are going to uh, basically judge and jury for this trial. Um, so they go and they take uh, their seat on the main floor. Um, you can sign and see they each have a, uh, a chair in one of the points of the seven star on the floor. Um, so back in the Red Keep, uh, Tommen is still in his room. Um, you know, he's just kind of dreading going down there um there's a a servant comes in says you know the trial is going to begin soon tom says you know I'll, I'll i'll leave when i'm damn well ready basically um we go back to cersei she's still in her room uh she's getting uh finished dressing basically you can see them clipping on some nice uh frillery onto her uh her i don't know what what is that rodney it's like a uh, it's some kind of chain yeah it's yeah. Well, no. What was she wearing? It's not like a dress. Oh, is it? I don't know. Yeah, it's like a like a bodysuit dress. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, Picel. Uh, we see Picel getting ready for the trial. Um, he puts his chain over his head. 
And then behind him, we see a naked woman. Uh, she's laying down in his bed and asks him, you got my money. Uh, Picel <laughs> kind of waves her off and says, later. Um, and then she kind of runs out. Um, as Picel is walking down the stairs, uh, he is stopped by a, a little girl behind him. Uh, she kind of waves him forward. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, she whispers something in his ear, basically, that we don't know. Uh, back in the Sept of Baylor, um, Loris, like I said, he's all cleaned up from being filthy and dirty. He's led down the stairs to stand in the circle uh, of the Septons. Uh, High Sparrow says, Sir Loris Tyrell, are you prepared to stand trial and profess your guilt or innocence before the Seven? Loris says, there's no need. He said, there will be no need for a trial. And this kind of uh, disrupts the crowd. Ooh, what's going on? Uh, he says, I confess before the seven and freely admit my crimes. Uh, High Sparrow says, to which crimes will you be confessing? Uh, Laura says, all of them. I lay with other men, including the traitor Renry Blarathian. I perjured myself before the gods. I'm guilty of depravity, dishonesty, profligacy, and arrogance. I see that now. I humble myself before the seven and accept whatever punishment the gods deem just. Uh, High Sparrow says, the God's judgment is fierce, but also fair. The warrior punishes those who believe themselves beyond the reach of justice, but the mother shows her mercy to those who kneel before her. Um, this is where kneel, uh, Loris kneels in front of him. Loris says, I take full responsibility for my many sins and unburden myself of my desires. My only remaining wish is to devote my life to the seven. May I be a living example of their grace for others to witness. Uh, the High Sparrow asks him, do you understand fully what this means? <clears throat> Laura says, I do. I will abandon uh, the Tyrell name and all that goes with it. I will renounce my lordship and my claims on Highgarden. Uh, I will never marry and I will never father children. He was never going to father children anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> um, the High Sparrow says, Brother Loris, uh, I ask you to dedicate your life to the seven gods. Will you fight to defend your faith against heretics and apostles? apostates i don't know what that is uh laura says i will um, uh, this is where Laura. It, it i believe it's pronounced prostates yes go ahead yeah stick your finger up people's butts well he, he needs to stop doing that right <laughs> I don't know. well now he can't because he's part of the seven and now for the apocalypse. um laura says i will and then this is where he is held by the faith militant while uh, Lancel carves a seven-sided star into his forehead. Um, Mace sees it, tries to step forward, but Marjorie stops him, says, you know, faith is the way, um, basically stopping him from making this scene. Um, uh, we go back to uh, the Red Keep. Cersei is finished dressing. Uh, the door to Tommen's room is opened. Um, he stands up, ready to go, and says, all right, let's do this, and then turns and sees uh, the mountain standing in his doorway. Uh, Tommen tells the mountain, you know, I need to go to the trial, I'm late, uh, but the mountain stops him from leaving, so he's uh, stuck in his room. Um, we see a shot behind Cersei, um, and then she looks back, and then we go back to the Sept of Baylor. Uh, Loris standing there bleeding from his forehead. Uh, Marjorie walks up to the High Sparrow. 
Uh, she's upset. She says, you mutilated him. You gave me your word. And High Sparrow says, and I have kept my word. Once the Queen Mother's trial is concluded, Brother Loras is free to leave. And Marjorie asks, where is the Queen Mother? Uh, Lancel says, uh, her letter never left the Red Keep. Uh, High Sparrow says, it appears the Queen Mother doesn't wish to attend her own trial. Um, and this is where we kind of go back and forth. Uh, we see Cersei pour herself a glass of wine. Uh, High Sparrow tells Lancel, go to the Red Keep and show her the way. Uh, Rodney, you want to pick up? Uh, so Lancel leaves. Uh, the High Sparrow gives Marjorie a nod, but Marjorie has a concerned look on her face. So as the... As Lancel leaves with a couple of other um, Nazguls, <laughs> they see a little boy <laughs> running down uh, some stairs. Lancel tells that the, the faith militant to get the others while he starts following the boy. Uh, they go, he goes down the stairs and into an alleyway. Uh, and then it cuts to Pycelle following a little girl down some stairs. Lancel enters a doorway, so it cuts back and forth. Lancel enters a doorway, uh, then then walks down a, like a dark uh, staircase. He sees the little boy run down a dark corridor holding a torch, and Lancel continues to follow. We find out that Pycelle is led to Kyber's uh, laboratory. Pycelle sees Kyber. Pycelle says, Where is the king? Everywhere, uh, and Kyber, everywhere I'm afraid. Uh, I'm sorry, elsewhere I'm afraid. Pycelle. What's the meaning of this? I was told that uh, I have more important things to do with my time than waste them with uh, uh, to waste them in this presence. Kyber, please, Grand Maester, I bear you no ill will. Please forgive me if you can. As Pycelle turns around, he hears a knife being unsheathed. A boy is seen holding a knife. We return to the boy running in the dark corridor holding the torch with Lancel following. Uh, back in Kyber, and then back in Kyber's uh, laboratory, Dexter's laboratory, uh, <laughs> more children step out of the shadows surrounding Pycelle, and they all have blades. Uh, uh, then back to Pycelle pursuing the little boy. He sees the light flicker off uh, liquid on the ground. Back, um, and then we go back to the lab. Uh, Kyber says... This pains me, my lord. Whatever your faults, you do not deserve to die alone in such a cold, dark place. But sometimes before we can usher in the new, the old must be put to rest. And behind Pycelle, uh, the original girl that led him down there pulls a knife out as, uh, as well. Then we go back to Lancel following the boy in the, in the crawling space. Um, and then back to the lab. Pycelle knocks one of the kids. He backhands one of them, but the rest overpower him and start stabbing him. So he's shanked all to hell. Holy he, shit. My children? Yeah, he's dead. Uh, then we cut back to Lancel picking up the torch on the ground. He says, the longer you wait, the worse it will be for you. He then starts looking around, sees the walls are lined with barrels stacked three high. The boy sneaks up behind Lancel and stabs him in the side. Lancel falls to the ground. The boy kneels over Lancel, looks one way, then back at Lancel. Lancel asks, what are you doing? And the boy just gets up and runs off. So then we're back to the Sept of Baylor. The crowd is getting restless. Marjorie is pacing the main floor. Lancel looks closely, uh, closer at his surroundings, 
Further down corridor, he sees three burning candles. He starts to drag himself towards them. Cersei is starting, staring out the window at the Sept of Baelor. Marjorie is looking at, around at the Sept of Baelor, obviously trying to figure something out. Lancel continues to drag himself. He sees that all the barrels he passed are dripping with a glowing green liquid. Marjorie walks up to the High Sparrow. Marjorie says, there's something wrong, High Sparrow. You have nothing to fear, Your Grace. The trial will begin shortly. Marjorie, Cersei is not here. Tommen is not here. Why do you think they are not here? The High Sparrow. If the accused is not here, she will be tried regardless. We cannot escape the justice of the gods. Marjorie. Forget about the bloody gods and listen to what I'm telling you. Cersei understands the consequences of her absence, and she's still absent anyways. Which means she does not intend to suffer those consequences. The trial can wait. We all need to leave. And the High Sparrow scoffs. Lancel um, uh, is just distraught still. He's just, I don't know. He, he's given up on life, basically. Um, he is close enough to see... Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking uh, her brother. Sorry. Lancel is near the three candles now. He's close enough to each ca- candle. Uh, he sees they're burning down in, uh, in the middle of a puddle of the green liquid. Uh, each leading to a barrel on the side. Um, Lancel looks around and starts crawling towards the candles even faster. Marjorie yells to the crowd, We all need to leave now. She walks to Loris as the crowd starts to steer, uh, stir. Loris, stay with me. Lancel, he's near the candles. The crowd tries to uh, leave the sept, but the faith militant won't let them exit. Lancel continues to crawl. Marjorie continues to try to leave. The High Sparrow looks around and then has this, has this worried look on his face. Lancel reaches the edge of the glowing green liquid, tries blowing out the candle... Uh, that was uh, nearest to him, um, but it's right about to hit the liquid. Marjorie looks back at the high sparrow. They lock eyes, and they both uh, have this "oh shit" look on their face. The green liquid catches fire, as we see from Lancel's eyes. It like reflects the fire in his eyes. Uh, this causes the entire corridor to erupt in a green flame. As the crowd inside the sept hears the rumbling below. A green flame erupts from the floor, uh, uh, basically engulfing the High Sparrow. It quickly expands to um, engulf everyone in the Sept. The fire quickly bursts out of the Sept, destroying it along with the surrounding area of the city. Cersei is watching from her window at the Sept of Baelor um, as it's leveled to the ground. She turns to the window and walks away. Tommen, he has this distraught look on his face and he stares at the window the mountain turns and leaves his room and then we cut to uh septa unella she's the one that uh, would like wait, torture wait, 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 wait. i can't remember yeah, sorry did did i call that uh i don't think you called her yeah blowing it up but yeah no, i think I, you I said think something you about wildfire okay yeah, I, I think you. I think you mainly called, like the sparrows or getting rid of the sparrows. Yeah, okay. and maybe Marjorie. Okay. But yeah, I know Mace is there. Um, Kevin's there. 
Uh, you know, half Kevin. the city's there. So <sighs> Kevin's gonna be alone forever now. <laughs> um, so you wanna take this part, Shane? Yeah. So uh Septa Unella, remember she's the the mean Septa um that uh tortured Cersei while she was uh arrested. Uh Cersei is pouring wine onto her sleeping face. Um, and then once uh, Unella wakes up, she tells her, uh, confess. Uh, once her glass is empty, she picks up a jug of wine and pours the whole thing onto her face. Um, as Unella gasps for breath, Cersei says, confess. Confess it felt good, beating me, starving me, frightening me, humiliating me. You didn't do it because you cared about my atonement. You did it because it felt good. I understand. I do things because they feel good. I drink because it feels good. I killed my husband because it felt good to be rid of him. I fuck my brother because it feels good to feel him inside me. I lie about fucking my brother because it feels good to keep our son safe from hateful hypocrites. Uh, I killed your high sparrow and all his little sparrows, all his septons, all his septas, all his filthy soldiers, because it felt good to watch them burn. Um, it felt good to imagine their shock and their pain. No thought has ever given me greater joy. Uh, and then she laughs and she says, even confessing feels good under the right circumstances. You've always been quiet. I said my face would be the last thing you saw before you died. Do you remember? Uh, and then Nunella says, good, I'm glad to see your face. I'm ready to meet the gods. Cersei kind of chuckles again. She's like, what, now, today? You're not going to die today. Uh, you're not going to die for quite a while. Sir Gregor, uh, and you hear armor rattling as the mountain enters. Uh, Cersei introduces him, says, this is Sir Gregor. Uh, he's quiet, too. Um, this is where the mountain takes off his helmet. Uh, but it's kind of in the shadows. So we don't get a full uh, view on his face. Um, Cersei tells Unel, your gods have forsaken you. Uh, this is your god now. Um, and this is where Unella starts freaking out. Um, the mountain walks towards Unella. Uh, we see a little bit more of his face. Unella says, no, no. And this is where she's really freaking out. Uh, the mountain walks towards her. Uh, we see a little bit more of his face, uh, a little bit more of the damage that uh, Oberon did to him when he poisoned him. Um, he stops next to Unella at her table um, as Cersei walks out of the room. Uh, Cersei says, shame. As Unella cries, shame. As Unella screams, shame. Uh, as Unella screams some more. Um, and then Cersei closes the door and, and goes away. Um, uh, we go to. So, just the one picture that you had of him kind of coming out of the shadows with no helmet on. He looked yeah. like a, he looks like a zombie Paul Blart mall cop there. So, we go to Tommen. Uh, he's in his room. Uh, he's staring out the window with a stricken look on his face. Um, there's a man behind him. He says, I'm very sorry, Your Grace. Very sorry. Um, and then the man leaves. Um, so we're looking behind Tommen. Um, he's staring out the window. He takes off his crown, walks to put it on the table next to him. Uh, he walks back to the window, uh, steps up on the sill leans forward and falls out the window holy shit mm -hmm. 
and we go to the Twins. Oh my God! Yeah, crazy, right? I did not see that. (laughs) 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 And he leans out the window. (laughs) Game changer. (laughs) So the Twins. It's Walter Frey. Um, He's at the head of the table in his dining hall. The Lannister army is there, feasting with the Freys. Walder, to House Lannister. The men, hear me roar. Walder, for House Frey. May we stand together. Walder, may we stand together through the centuries, good friends to the last. They're all cheering. And when we drive our swords through our enemies' hearts, may we speak the words of our alliance. The Freys and the Lannisters send their regards. Everyone's cheering. Uh, Jamie's sitting there with Bronn at the at one of the tables. The serving girls is uh, are serving everyone food. There's this one serving girl looking at Jamie, giving him the eye, uh, but he is staring off the distance. He's lost in thought. And then Bronn, you don't even have to do a thing, do you? You just sit there, a rich slab of beef, beef, and all the birds come pecking. Uh, Jamie, you're welcome to her, Bronn. She doesn't want me. She wants your golden fingers in her twat. Um, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Jamie. Those two uh, have their eyes on you, and he uh, and they're giggling over in the distance. Uh, and then Bron, they have their eyes on you, cunt. Um, Jamie, not my type. Bron, not blonde enough. Ooh, Jamie. Ladies, have you met Sir Bron of the Blackwater, hero of the Battle of Blackwater Bay? He says, "There you go." And then Bron, maybe I'm not in the mood. He said, fuck it. Bron gets up and walks away with the two girls. No need to call me sir just because I'm an anointed knight. And the women start laughing as they're walking away. Uh, Walder then walks down and sits by Jamie. Walder, this came together rather well. Your father would be pleased. Jamie, I'm sure he would be. Walder, Edmure is back in a cell. Can't go killing my son by law. It wouldn't be right, giving the family a bad name. So the famous blackfish killed by a foot soldier, huh? Legendary warrior, everyone said. Jamie, have you done much fighting yourself, Lord Frey? Walder, I'm not I'm too I'm a bit old for that. Jamie, no, but back in your day. Walder, the purpose of fighting is defending uh, is defeating your enemies, isn't it? I've defeated mine. River Run now uh, belonged to House Tolly for a thousand years. Now it's mine. What do you call that? Victory. Jamie, yes, you're a great conqueror. Uh, Walder, go on, mock me, boy. You know I, I, you think I mind? The Tollys mocked me for years. The Starks mocked me. Uh, where are they now? You, you talk about war as if you're an expert. But the one battle I remember you fighting, you were captured by Rob Stark, the young wolf. Um, but it doesn't matter. Here we are now, two Kingslayers. We know what it's like to have them grovel at our faces and snicker behind our backs. We don't mind, do we? Fear is a marvelous thing. Jamie, they don't fear the phrase, though. They fear the Lannisters. We gave you uh, the Riverlands to hold and to hold the Riverlands. If we have to ride north and take uh, take them back uh, for you every time uh, you lose them, why do we need you? And Jamie gets up and walks away. Then we go back to King's Landing. Uh, so King's Landing, Cersei is standing before a table with the body of Tommen uh, with the shroud covering it. 
she asks to see the body. Uh, Kyburn tries to stop her, but uh, lifts the shroud after she insists. Um, as Cersei stares, uh, Kyburn asks what she wants to do for the funeral. Um, he says, since the Sept of Baylor is no longer an option, he suggests uh, hold it in the throne room. Uh, she says he should be with his grandfather, his brother, and his sister. Uh, she tells Kyburn to burn the body and bury the ashes where the Sept once stood. So, uh, we, she has been, you know, obviously extremely broken up about her the death of her other children. Um, did she just kind of know that this was a risk that she, that she was taking when she ordered the attack on the Sept of Baylor? No. I don't think so. She, I think this collateral damage, she was not expecting. And it's just so much that she has no emotion to show right now. Yeah, I think it's just with everything, I think she's just numb to it by now. And uh, not that she wanted it to happen, but that she's kind of accepting that, okay, the witch said they would die and now they're dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we go to the Citadel. Uh, Sam, Gilly, um, and the baby arrive at the Citadel. Um, they stare at a large tower um, as a flock of white ravens flies off. Um, they go inside. Uh, Sam walks up to the man at a desk. Um, it's kind of an actually a funny interaction between the guys, kind of not really paying attention to them. Um, he kind of has to reference his book a few times. He says, oh, well, we, you know, we know Jor Mormont is the Lord Commander. And he's like, no, well, he died. Uh, what about Eamon? He's like, well, he died. That's why I'm here. Um, so basically, uh, he tells Sam that the Archmaester, the main guy in charge, needs to be... Um, basically, he needs to decide what's going to go on. So in the meantime, Sam is permitted to uh, use the library. Um, but uh, Gilly and the baby are not allowed in there. So they got to just kind of hang out in the waiting room. Um, inside, the library is actually pretty cool. Um, Sam, you know, literally jizzes his pants when he sees all the books and everything. And then, you know, actually the... It's it's really nice because they got this really cool uh, uh, like reflector, so they get the sunlight and it reflects in, so people can read easily. And yeah, it's just and he he's actually um, brought to tears almost when he when he sees it. So he's basically um, he's basically Belle from Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> Don't go to the West Wing. Uh, we go to Winterfell. In Winterfell, we follow uh, one of the white ravens as it flies towards Winterfell. Inside the castle, Jong longingly looks around the dining hall with uh, Melisandre there with him. He explained his family sat at the main table while he sat at the table at the back of the room. Melisandre tells him it could have been worse. At least he had a family. At least he had feast. Um, and Jon knows that. He's just like, hey, you know. Just remember the good old days, lady. Why are you fucking hitting? Why are you hating on me? <laughs> While that's happening, Davos storms in and he throws a half burnt carved stag at Melisandre, who is visibly shaken when she catches it. John asks, What is it? 
Davos makes Melisandre tell Jon who it belonged to and how she burnt her at the stake. Davos, why? Melisandre, the army was trapped. The horses were dead. It was the only way. Davos, you burnt a little girl alive. Melisandre, I only did what my lord commands. Davos, if he commands you to burn children, your lord is evil. Melisandre, we are standing here because of him. Jon Snow is alive because the Lord willed it. Davos, I love that little girl She w- like she was my own. She was good. She was kind. And you killed her. Melisandre, so did her father. So did her mother. Her own blood knew it was the only way. Davos, the only way. They all died anyways. You told everyone Stannis was the one. You had him believing it. All of them fooled. And you lied. Melisandre, I didn't lie. I was wrong. Davos, I, you were wrong. How many died because you were wrong? I ask, uh, I ask your leave to, to execute this woman for murder. She admits to the crime. John, do you have anything to say for yourself? Melisandre, I've been ready to die for many years. If the Lord has done with, if the Lord is done with me, so be it. But he's not. You've seen the Night King, Jon Snow. You know the Great War is still to come. You know the army of the dead will be upon us soon, and you know I can help you win the war. John, ride south today. If you return to the north, I will have you hanged as a murderer. Uh, Melisandre drops the wooden stag on the table and goes to walk out, but Davos steps in front of her. Davos, if you ever come back this way, I'll execute you myself. Melisandre leaves um, on a horse riding south, John watches her go um, from atop of the castle wall as Sansa comes out to speak with him. John, I'm having the Lord's chambers prepared for you. Sansa, mother and father's room? You should take it. John says, I'm not a snark. I'm not a start or a snark. <laughs> <laughs> Sansa, you are to me. John, you're the lady of Winterfell. You deserve it. We're standing here because of you. The battle was lost until the Knights of the Vale rode in. They, they came because of you. You told me Lord Baelish sold you to the Boltons. Sansa, he did. John, and you trust him. Sansa chuckles. Only a fool would trust Littlefinger. I should have told you about him, about the Knights of the Vale. I'm sorry. John, we need to trust each other. We can't fight a war amongst ourselves. We have so many enemies now. And John, uh, he tries to kiss Sansa on the head. But he has to like pull her head down because he's like three feet tall and she's like ten feet tall. <laughs> uh, Sansa, John, a wh- a raven came from the citadel, a white raven. Winter is here. Dun dun dun. Yeah. <laughs> and John says, "Well, father always promised." And then he, and then we go to Dorne. Uh, so in Dorne, um, Olena is sitting with Alaria and the Sand Snakes. Um, uh, Olena is dressed all in black, obviously mourning the loss of her family. Um, they're discussing why Olena was invited there. Um, Alaria says, the Lannisters have declared war on House Tyrell. They have declared war on Dorne. We must be allies now if we wish to survive. Olena says, Cersei stole the future from me. She killed my son. She killed my grandson. She killed my granddaughter. Survival is not what I'm after now. Alaria says, you're absolutely right. 
I chose the wrong words. It's not survival I offer. It's your heart's desire. And this is where she picks up a uh, bell uh, to ring it. Um, Elena says, and what is my heart's desire? And Ilaria says, vengeance, justice. And this is where Vara steps out of the dark. And Whoa. Vara says, fire and blood. Whoa. And oh, we go shit. to Marine. So we have, like, teams forming at this point. Yeah. This yep. is fucking yeah. awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, so back in... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So we're back in Marine. Ahead. Both of you just go ahead. <laughs> All right, ready? One, two. <laughs> oh, that would suck. <laughs> back in Marine. <laughs> Every other word. Can you imagine? Let's try it real quick. No. Come on. Just real quick. All right, go, go ahead. ahead. You start. Back in Marine. There is a heartfelt exchange between Dario and Dan Sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So back in Marine, there's this heartfelt exchange between Dario and uh, Daenerys where she tells him he is not coming with her. She needs him to stay behind to maintain the peace in Marine. Dario gives a good case. He tells her that he loves her, and he knows he would make her happy. But she insists that to help make alliances, she will propose. She she will possibly need to marry again, and she can't do that if she brings a lover with her. Um, Dario walks out, and Daenerys walks into the next room and sits with Tyrion. Tyrion says, "How did he take it?" Daenerys, no tears. Tyrion. I know I, uh, it was hard for you. You turned away a man who truly loves you because he would have been a liability in the Seven Kingdoms. That's the kind of self-sacrifice that makes you a good ruler, if it's any consolation. Daenerys, it's not. Tyrion, no, I suppose not. I'm terrible at consoling. Daenerys, yes, you really are. Tyrion, all right, you know about the fact that this is an action... I'm sorry. All right. How about the fact that this is actually happening? You have your army, you have your ships, you have your dragons, everything you've ever wanted since you were old enough to want anything is all yours for the taking. Are you afraid? Daenerys nods. He says, good. You're in the great game now. And the great game's terrifying. The only people who aren't afraid of failure are madmen like your father. And she kind of looks at him. Do you know what frightens me? I said farewell to a man who loves me, a man I thought I cared for, and I felt nothing. Just impatient to get on with it. Tyrion, he wasn't the first to love you, and he won't be the last. Daenerys, well, you have completely failed to console me. Tyrion, for what it's worth, I've been a cynic for all, as long as I can remember. Everyone's always asking me to believe in things. Family gods, kings, myself. It was often tempting until I saw where beliefs got people. So I said, no, thank you. Uh, no, thank you for belief to beliefs. And yet here I am. I believe in you. It's embarrassing, really. I'd swear you my sword, but I don't actually own a sword. Daenerys, uh, it's your counsel I need. Tyrion, it's yours, now and always. Daenerys, good. I, um... I had something made for you. I'm not sure if it's right. She takes out a pen with a hand on it and pins it on his chest. Tyrion Lannister, I name you Hand of the Queen. 
Tyrion is nearly brought to tears, and then he gets on one knee in front of her. <laughs> uh, sorry. So, um, th- this is very cool. Yeah. Um, remember a while back how we talked about our favorite episodes, if which ones we wanted to talk about. Yeah. And so this one's mine. Okay. Matt, uh-huh. Just so you know. All right. Cool. No, th- this is this has been very very good so far, but I'm thinking this is going to end with something huge because the season finale usually do. Mm. Well, it gets better. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Uh, so we go to the twins. Uh, Walder is sitting in the at the head table uh, of the dining hall. He is alone until a serving girl walks up to serve him a piece of meat pie. Um, it's the same serving girl who was giving uh, Jamie the eyes earlier in the episode. Um, Walder asks, you're not one of mine, are you? Uh, girl says, no, my lord. And then Walder says, didn't think so. Too pretty. And this is where he slaps her on the ass. Uh, where are my goddamn moron sons? Black Walder and Lothar. <laughs> you have no idea how often I say that. <laughs> where are my goddamn moron sons? Uh, uh Black Walder and Lothar promise to be here by midday. Uh, the girl says, they're here, my lord. Uh, uh, well, and then... Uh, Walder. Walder's, yeah, sorry. Walder says, well, what are they doing? Trimming their cunt hairs? Tell them to come here now. Jesus. And then the girl says, um, uh, but they're already here, my lord. Uh, Walder looks around, confused. And then uh, the girl says, here, my lord. And she gestures towards the piece of pie that she just gave him. Uh, Walder lifts the top crust uh, of the pie to see a finger poking out. Um, the, the girl says they weren't easy to carve, especially black Walder. Um, this is where uh, Walder Frey's breathing heavily. He's really confused, taken aback. Um, the girl removes her face. Oh. And she reveals Arya. Uh, Arya tells him, my name is Arya Stark. I want you to know that. The last thing you're ever going to see is a Stark smiling down as you die. Uh, Arya, te- Arya takes out a knife as Walder tries to run. Uh, she grabs him, slits his throat. Um, and as the blood leaves his body, Arya holds his head with this far off look on her face. That turns into a half-crazed smile. Fucking insane, right? So, hang on. <laughs> he tried to he tried to run away from her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he oh shit! Try to fight her on the spot. No, he, he just ate his to... kids. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably like, I can't stomach this right now. Okay. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, we go to. Winterfell. That's my favorite scene, I think, of this whole season. Holy shit. Right? Yeah. All right, so we're in Winterfell. Littlefinger walks up to Sansa, who is sitting at the heart tree. Littlefinger, forgive me, my lady, if you're, if you're at prayer. Sansa, I'm done with all that. I came here. I come here every day. I came here every day when I was a girl. I prayed to be somewhere else. Back then, I only thought about what I wanted, never about what I had. I was a stupid girl. Little finger. 
You were a child. Sansa, what do you want? Littlefinger, I thought you knew what I wanted. Sansa, I was wrong. Littlefinger, no, you weren't. Every time I'm faced with a decision, I close my eyes and see the same picture. Whenever I consider my action, an action, I ask myself, will this action help to make this picture a reality? Put it out of my mind and into the world. And I only act if the answer is yes. A picture of me on the Iron Throne and you by my side. Littlefinger leans in to kiss Sansa, but she stops him. Sansa says, it's a pretty picture as she walks away. Littlefinger News of the battle will spread quickly through the Seven Kingdoms. I've declared for House Stark for all to hear. Sansa says, you've declared for other houses before, Lord Baelish. It's never stopped you from serving yourself. Littlefinger, the past is gone for good. You can sit here mourning its departure, or you can prepare for the future. You, my love, are the future of House Stark. Who should the North rally behind? A true-born daughter of Ned and Catelyn Stark, born here at Winterfell, or a motherless bastard born in the South? Then we go north of the wall. This dude is a fucking creep. Yeah. Uh, so north of the wall, uh, Benjen has led Bran and Mira back to the wall. Um, Benjen says, this is where I leave you. Uh, Mira asks, you're not coming with us? Benjen says, the wall is not just ice and stone. Ancient spells were carved into its foundation, strong magic to protect men from what lies beyond. And while it stands, the dead cannot pass. I cannot pass. Uh, this is where Benjen helps uh, Bran off the horse, leans him up against a heart tree. Mira asks, where will you go? Benjen says, the great war is coming, and I still fight for the living. I'll do what I can, as long as I can. Hang on. Uh, Hang on. He's dead? Yep. What? Yeah, well, remember, so... Go ahead. So he, he was killed by whites... And the, uh, or I don't know, whites or white walkers, and they 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 left him to die so they he could be turned. Um, but the children of the forest got to him first, and the way that they created the the Night King member, they shoved the dragon glass dagger in his heart. Yeah, they did the same thing to this guy, which kind of paused him uh, from dying fully. So, did this happen at some point? I just don't remember. No. Nah, he came out of like this season. You you just knew. Um, remember when John like season two was looking for his uncle? That's yeah. all we knew, and then now he's back. Okay, so this is news that that he just referred to himself as a dead person. Yes. Okay. Well, he he told them uh, a couple episodes ago. Oh really? Yeah. Man, all right. Um, Bran says, thank you, Uncle Benjen. Uh, Benjen says, I wish you both good fortune. Uh, and this is where Benjen leaves. Um, Bran looks over at the carved face of the heart tree, um, and pulls himself towards it. <clears throat> uh, Mira helps him get there. But as Bran is about to touch the tree, Mira stops him. She asks him, are you sure you're ready for this? And Bran says, uh, I'm the three-eyed raven now. I have to be ready for this. And this is where Bran touches the face and his eyes go white. Um, we're taken back to the large stone structure uh, where Ned was a young man. Remember that uh, vision? Um, 
He hears a woman scream and starts to run up the stairs when he turns around. Uh, Bran is standing behind him, uh, but when Ned turns around, there's no one there. Uh, Ned goes up the stairs, and then Bran follows. Uh, Ned enters the room. Uh, his sister is lying on the bed and uh, being attended by two handmaids. Uh, she is covered by a blanket stained with blood. Uh, her face is pale and covered in sweat. Liana asks Ned, and then Ned says, Liana. And then Liana asks, is that you? Is that really you? You're not a dream? And then she lifts her hand up to touch his face. And this is where she, uh, we see that uh, she's covered in blood from the waist down. Uh, Ned tells her, no, uh, I'm not a dream. I'm here, right here. And Liana says, I've missed you, big brother. Ned, you know, almost to tears, says, I've missed you too. Liana says, I want to be brave. And Ned tries to comfort her and says, Shh, you are. Liana says, I'm not. I don't want to die. And this is where she breaks down to cry. Uh, Ned says, you're not going to die. And he tells the, the two handmaids, get her some water. Uh, Liana says, no, no water. And Ned asks, is there a maester? And Liana kind of stops him. Listen to me, Ned. <clears throat> Ned leans down and uh, Liana whispers something inaudible in his ear. Uh, if Robert finds out, he'll, you know he will. And then this is, she says, you have to protect him. Promise me, Ned. Promise me. And then Ned looks up and hears a baby crying. Uh, one of the handmaids brings Ned the baby. Uh, Liana continues, promise me, Ned, promise me. And then Ned looks down to stare at the baby. Uh, the baby opens its eyes. And the camera slowly zooms in on the baby's face. Um, so the baby opens its eyes. <clears throat> and then the very next scene, we see a close-up of Jon Snow. Uh, that slowly pans back. And we're in Winterfell. Hold on. <laughs> Time out. Uh, okay. Uh, so, Ned's sister is Jon Snow's mom? We're speculating. No, but that's what that means. Like, you guys just, like, th that's what it means. That's why you guys delivered it the way it, it, that you did. That's what we saw. Who's the dad? Um, the, oh, the, the, the Targaryen guy. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Roddy. Well, hold on. So, what does that mean? Jon Snow is is a Targaryen? But his hair is what black. Does that mean? But his hair is black. I don't know. That Stark seed is strong. <laughs> <laughs> well, who was king prior to Rob's rebellion? Um the the Mad King. Okay. Who is his son? The Mad King is Jon Snow's grandpa? There we go. Is that real? Yeah. Boy.
you sound confused. I don't absorb know. it. I don't know let's, what's uh, let's discuss it after after the, the episode. Yeah. So we're at Winterfell. It's back in the dining room. John has gathered all the leaders of the houses in the north. They're bickering about wa- not wanting to fight alongside the wildlings, blah, 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 blah. John, the free folk, the northerners, and the knights of the Vale fought bravely, fought together, and we won. My father used to say we find our true friends on the battlefield. Uh, Lord Ker- uh, Kerwin, yeah. the Boltons are defeated. The war is over. Winter has come. If the Maesters are right, it will be the coldest one in a thousand years. We should ride home and wait out the coming storm. John says, the war is not over. And I promise you, friend, the true enemy won't wait out the storm. He brings the storm. The men starts murmuring. And that's when Liana Mormont stands up to address the crowd. Liana, your son was butchered at the Red Wedding, Lord Manderley, but you refused the call. You swore allegiance to House Stark, Lord Glover, but you, in their hour of the greatest need, you refused the call. And you, Lord Kerwin, your father was skinned alive by Ramsay Bolton. Still, you refused the call. But House Mormont remembers. The North remembers. We know no king but the king in the North whose name is Stark. I don't care if he's a bastard. Ned Stark's blood runs through his veins. He's my king from this day until the last day. And the men starts murmuring. They start murmuring. That's when Lord Manderly stands up. Uh, Lady Mormont speaks harshly and truly. And they start men again murmuring. My son died for Rob Stark, <laughs> the young wolf. What's up? He looks like murmuring. Santa Claus. Your notes oh. about the murmuring. Hey, hey, they're in here, so I'll read them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from now on, every time you say something, I'm just going to go murmur, 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 murmur. <laughs> Um, he says I don't think we'd find another king in my lifetime I didn't commit my men to your cause because I didn't want any more Vanderleys dying for nothing but I was wrong Jon Snow avenged the red wedding murmuring he is the white wolf Vanderlei pulls out his sword his actual sword Um, the king in the north he says Vanderlei puts his sword on the ground and kneels Danny Glover I did not fight beside you on the field, <laughs> and I will refuse that until my dying day. I didn't fight shit. beside you on that field. <laughs> <laughs> a man cannot. A man can only admit when he has uh, he was wrong and ask for forgiveness. John says, "There's nothing to forgive, my lord." Danny Glover, there will be more fights to come. House Glover will stand behind House Stark, as we have for a thousand years. Murmuring. And I will stand behind Jon Snow. Uh, Danny pulls out his sword and (laughs) kneels uh, and sticks it out. The king in the north. Then he puts it on the ground and kneels. The rest of the room erupts as they pull out their swords. Uh, It's a huge sausage fest. Uh, (laughs) The king in the north cheering. All all of them. The king in the north. 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 Go on uh, on and on. Jon stands there um, amidst the chanting. He looks down at Sansa, who gives him a smile, then looks out at the men in front of him and gets a determined look on his face. Sansa still um, has a smile on her face, looking, um, looks for uh, from John to Littlefinger, and he's sitting in Littlefinger sitting in the, at the back of the room. 
Littlefinger has a sour look on his face. That prompts Sansa to remove the smile from her face. Then we go back to Tyne's Landing. You got Tyne's it. Landing. <laughs> what? What? Jon Snow has a claim to the to the Iron Throne. Jon Snow is what is standing between Daenerys and the Iron Throne. <laughs> yeah. You got any more? Uh, I'm still Jon processing. Jon Snow is king in the north. This, <laughs> this really threw me for a loop. Are so you out of the King's loop? <laughs> 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 uh, so King's Landing, uh, Jamie and Bronn uh, arrived back to King's Landing. Uh, once they're close enough to see the city, uh, they see the smoking rubble where Sept of Baylor once stood. Uh, they quickly ride into the city. Um, in the throne room, Cersei is walking in. Uh, she's escorted by the seven Queen's Guard. Uh, Jamie enters a side entrance to see Cersei approaching the throne. Uh, Cersei walks up, stands in front of the throne. Uh, Kyburn, uh, standing next to her, holding a crown. Uh, Kyburn says, I now proclaim Cersei of the House Lannister, first of her name, Queen of the Andals, and the First Men, Protector of the Seven Kingdoms. Uh, and this is where Kyburn puts the crown on her head. Uh, Cersei sits on the Iron Throne as Jaime watches from the side. Uh, she sees he is there, um, and they share a look. Uh, she is stone-faced, um, and he has this uh, dazed, confused, concerned look, uh, kind of like, what the fuck did I miss while I was gone, um, look on his face. Uh, Kyburn chants, says, you know, long may she reign. And then the crowd continues, long may she reign. Um, what we, the fuck just happened? She's right now. Queen B. Mm-hmm. She's Beyonce. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, we go to Marine. Uh, Theon and Yara uh, are setting sail uh, from Marine in their ships. Uh, they're, they're the ones with the golden krakens on black sail. Um, they're sailing alongside ships with uh, a red three-headed dragon on black sail. Um, those ships also have a golden carved dragon at the head of the ship. Um, the three dragons... Uh, fly from the front uh, of the ships, sorry, from the back of the ships to the front. Um, they, you see the Dothraki on some of them. You saw the Unsullied on that one. Um, the Dothraki actually have uh, horse pens built into the middle of ships. Um, the lead ship uh, holds Tyrion, Mesendei, Varys, and Daenerys. Um, and then... Uh, as we end the episode, we kind of zoom out to see the entirety of Daenerys' fleet uh, of ships, as well as her dragons. Dude, the ship she's on is awesome. The front of it is this huge golden dragon head. It's badass. Oh. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Uh, <laughs> that was a lot to take in. My my big complaint about this episode 
Um, you know, I know, I know Dorn. Uh, I don't know. It's just that, it's that Var- Varus is there with her. You know what I mean? He he was in Dorn just a couple scenes ago, and I know time is kind of funky, um, but I don't know. It's just weird. Oh, I didn't even notice it there. Yeah, he must have teleported from (laughs) Dorn back to Marine, or maybe he caught a ship and they met halfway. I don't know, but all right. What do you think? Oh. Um, I mean, I made two predictions and they were correct, but so much more happened that those two don't even really matter at this point. (laughs) No, that was really good. Yeah. The, uh, you know, catching on the, the whole wildfire thing and yeah, that was thousand points. That was really good. Uh, oh man, a thousand points. Um, good. man i don't even i don't even know i mean i uh, now i kind of think maybe john snow ends up on the throne when this all ends um because he's got to find out at some point you know and this whole thing turns into john versus daenerys versus cersei um Man, this is crazy. Great, right? Yeah, these were uh, two of the best episodes of the entire series, um, back to back. So, mm-hmm. as what about well, the Walter Frey scene? Oh my god! Yeah, you almost called it where she like comes in to like kill Cersei. There, I was like, oh shit, he's gonna he's gonna call Walter Frey. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little nervous. But I'm glad that she fucking fed him his kids. Yeah, man. That is some uh, Eric Cartman shit. (laughs) (laughs) So satisfying. Matt, you've never seen Harry Potter, right? (laughs) No, I have not. All right. So my favorite thing about who Jon Snow really is is think about Ned the whole time. Yeah. What does that mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he, he was being this secret to protect this kid out of respect to his sister. And he even let his own wife believe that, right? he, that he stepped out on her. That's, that's an honorable dude. Yeah. Man. That's crazy. And the the one thing I want to talk about earlier, you know, we we talk about the uh, the horse drawing, right? <clears throat> Where it's really nice drawing up through season five, and then uh, se- through season six, and then the last part of season six is like an actual picture of a horse. Yeah. Um, and then the last two are kind of like a, a kid drew it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I I was thinking about this. I I compare it to like Breaking Bad. Because Breaking Bad from the beginning was building to this point, 
And then at the, you know, the, the, where, when he actually is outed and he's got to go on the run, that changes the whole paradigm of the show. Right. And while the last season was good, it's not the same. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And that's the way I think the, the last couple of seasons of this, it, it kind of mirrors that where this whole time, you know, we, we've seen the show a certain way. And yes, there have been some minor changes, but this is just such a huge paradigm shift for everything that we've seen that it's, it's kind of hard to, to cope with. You know what I mean? But from what I've heard, the quality of this show goes down starting now. Is that, is I, that it gets rushed is what it is. Yeah, like the story exactly. itself is still really good. It's just rushed. Yeah. Huh. It, it should have been, you know, four or five more ep- more seasons, but they, they rushed it into two. So basically by rushed, you mean I'm going to have some serious travel complaints. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. It's like right. John is in Winterfell and then, blinks his eyes and wakes up in King's Landing. <laughs> That's not going to happen, but I'm just saying. Yeah. It's so, something like Varys going from Dorne to the ship is kind of a, a little sneak peek of, of, yeah, what, exactly. of what is to come. Right. Okay. Like he steps on the dock of that ship right now. I'm back. How? You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. he, uh, he's had those wings in his crotch this whole time, remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he can fly. That's why he's so good. That's uh, why they're called his little birds, because he's the big bird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. It's good. Oh, man. So that is the end of season six. Yep. Yeah. So good, so right? I, th- I think before we jump into season seven, we need to we need to do something fun and uh, different next week. Like what? Let's do our first uh, draft episode. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So for sure, movies uh, we would like to live in, right? Yeah. And we'll what two, two, two or three more? Uh, probably two more. Two more. So we'll do three. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Well, let's uh, come up with a couple ideas, and then we'll we'll text them to each other, and then um, I'd like to have at least a few days to to prepare and make sure my list is good. Yeah. Um, so. All right, cool. So that's good. I, I like that idea. Yeah. Rodney, do you want to plug us out? Sure. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Out of the Loop podcast. Follow us on the Instagram and Twitter at OOTL Podcast or send us an email at OOTLpod at gmail.com. For the gentlemen at the Out of the Loop studios via Skype and uh, COVID 19 survivors, we hope you guys stay safe and continue listening, and we'll catch you next time. Winter's here, motherfuckers. Out of the loop, out of the loop. Out of the loop, out of the loop.